Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Colisi. With me, Jonathan Barron. And we're back a little later in the day than usual to give you last night's Mets player development recap. And happy 4th of July, everybody, especially you, John. Happy 4th of July, Vito. Good to see you back uh, in the Eastern time zone. Hope you had a safe trip. Good to have you back here and uh, excited to get going on another fresh episode of the Future of Flushing podcast. This is our first holiday episode. I feel like we should have a theme. We should be wearing like, I don't know, like Uncle Sam hats and like be holding sparklers the whole episode. That would just remind me of taxes, I think. So I don't know. And sparklers are not safe indoors. It's dark. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and no one can see us. They can only hear us. So maybe you could dub in like that three cheers for the red, white and blue song if it's not licensed i don't know maybe it could take us out or instead of stock music today i have to check what the legalities of that are so i mean like you know when you're when you're talking for a second i can go check apm music and see if that's available yeah and then you can change our our outro saying why don't we jump right into the syracuse mets who unfortunately lost 10-8 to the scranton wilkes bear rail riders i feel like they've been playing the rail riders for a month john they have been that was the last game of the series you'll uh, you guys will notice that as we go, the minor league affiliates all were wrapping up their series with the teams that it feels like they've been playing for a month. But the big story for the Syracuse Mets was Mike Vassell, who made his third start with Syracuse, and he pitched well. It was definitely an improvement on his first two starts. He only went three innings. I'll get to that in a sec. Struck out five, allowed only one run. Now, the Syracuse Met lineup gave him an instant lead. The Syracuse Mets had four runs through their first five hitters, so Mike Vassell was comfortable. He was pitching to a lead. Um, he did have a 16-pitch plate appearance that ended with a strikeout but ran up his pitch count. He's been on a, what seems to be a pitch count his last few starts, whether in Binghamton or with the Syracuse Mets. So a short outing because of that, but still a good outing for Mike Vassell. Definitely a step in the right direction. At one point, he had struck out four straight batters. So something to build on for Mike Vassell. And there was another very funny moment in this game. So Mike Vassell leaves the game, but he stuck around and they had a great promotion veto last night, the Superstars. And the Superstars were pretty much, I don't even know how to describe it, I guess mascots sort of that were named after athletes. So for instance, there was Tim Tebow, there was Mike Rainbow Ooh. Trout. And then I was kind of triggered by this at a Syracuse Mets game. There was Derek Cheetah. But what happened with Derek Cheetah <laughs> was Mike Vassell came out of the dugout and clotheslined Derek Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Derek Cheetah was a plant, but it was a, a fun little promotion they had. Obviously, they had the post-game fireworks. Um, so that was Mike Vassell's <laughs> night in a nutshell. It was a good start and definitely a step in the right direction. I'm guessing the bit was that Derek Cheetah was Derek Jeter. Yes, which is why I was kind of triggered. I was like, wait a minute. Why are we, why are we glorifying the most overrated player in baseball history? And then we had Mike, we had Mike Vassell come out and clothesline a representative of Derek Jeter. He literally hopped over. The Syracuse Met dugout was throwing things at Derek Cheetah, and then Mike Vassell comes out of nowhere <laughs> and just dropped him. I was I was shocked. I was proud of Mike, but I was shocked. <laughs> I need everybody to know that I'm learning about this in real time. John, I John mentioned the superstars to me, but he didn't tell me what the big hit was. So I'm I'm getting a real kick out of this. Yesterday was a travel day for me, so I did not get to watch the Syracuse Mets at all. And I'm really mad I didn't now. I really would have liked to see Mike Vassell give the business to Derek Cheetah. 
So why don't we wrap up the Syracuse Mets game by mentioning a sleeved Luke Voigt homered in a second straight game. Yeah, I, I feel like it's disappointing now when he has the sleeves on. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's tough to go backwards from that, you know? It should just be a thing, honestly. I don't know if, if AAA has bylaws saying you need to be wearing certain amount of uh, arm covering, but like, come on, Luke, just lose the sleeves forever. He looked too good to keep the sleeves on. I mean, and you can't you can't take away and then give back. You know, once you give us an yeah. inch, you got to you got to keep taking the inches. Is that yeah. the saying? I know it's you take an inch, you give a yard. I think it's about a foot. You give an inch, they take a foot. I think that's what it is. There's no yards. I feel like a yard is in there. No. All right. Well, I feel like a, a the new a new segment we have is I get confused by sayings and we try to break it down. Not a bad. That's not a bad one. We're going to talk about the Brooklyn Cyclones now. Brooklyn Cyclones had a great game. They won 8-1 versus the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. John's Jersey Shore Blue Claws, as he told us in uh, two months ago, back when we started this series and, and went deep on the names. Uh, notes from that game, Cameron Foster threw five scoreless with just two hits allowed, six strikeouts. That's a 2.25 ERA in his last four outings, and he was a 14th round pick in 2022. Yeah, another college arm last year taken by the Mets. We'll see what the Mets' uh, strategy is going to be in this upcoming draft, which, if you don't know, it's this upcoming Sunday. So draft day is upon us. There will be a lot of news, a lot of recap um, after the draft, so stay tuned for that. But last year's draft class continues to shine. Blade Tidwell, one of those guys we talked about yesterday, Cameron Foster for Brooklyn on Monday getting it done. Kevin Parada, 2022 draft pick. Another big night, two for four, a double, a triple, a 525 slugging percentage now in his last 30 games as Kevin Parada continues to see the ball very well. Alex Ramirez, the leadoff hitter in the Brooklyn lineup, reached safely four times on Monday, two hits, two walks, running a 382 on base percentage over the last 30 games. So Alex Ramirez quietly has been great for the Cyclones. And here's the big one from Monday for the Cyclones. They played this game not as the Brooklyn Cyclones. They were the Coney Island Franks, which is a tradition that they roll out before the 4th of July every year, obviously. The big hot dog eating contest takes place. You could probably hit a big Kevin Prada could probably hit a baseball from home plate to where the contest is. And Vito, that got me thinking. Obviously, Joey Chestnut going to defend the, the crown today. He's uh, competitive leading hot dogs, but he competitively leads other things too. It's not just hot dogs. So Vito, if you were to be a competitive eater for a day and you had your choice of what the food item is that you're eating, what would it be? What do you actually think you could be competitive with? Well, I went out a few weeks ago with some of the fellows from the office to, in it's going to sound gross when I say this, to an all-you-can-eat sushi buffet. There's no, I know that's not something gross about that. That's great. I know, but I feel like people look down on on all you can eat sushi buffets. But I went there and I could not stop going back up to the buffet of sushi and other things. Sushi's just so small, and by the time you've eaten too much, you didn't even realize it. So for me, I think I would just be crushing sushi, specifically Philly rolls. Okay, you had me until Philly roll. Oh yeah, John doesn't like cheese. Cream cheese does not belong in sushi. It's absolutely vile. That's why it's so nice. No, that's disgusting. That is terrible. Come on, man. Philly rolls are a nice little treat. I know. And it's like, I like it because most Asian food doesn't have cheese in it. Like, they, there's no dairy in their food. 
So it's like one of the few things where there's a little dairy mixed in, and it's just a nice little refresher. That's that. How much was that uh, all-you-can-eat sushi place, by the way? For lunch? I don't know. My boss took me out for a nice lunch. Got it. All right. I didn't know that there was a. I didn't know there was one of those around. Oh, dude, it's in Bayside. Uh, I'll send it to you. I mean, it was a good. It was really good, man. It was a very nice time. I love a good sushi buffet. So what's yours? My answer is also sushi, and that makes sense because you and I, we shared a, a pretty big boat for two um back in march so i don't think it was a boat for two i think it was actually a boat for three was it a boat for three well that makes even I more think sense so because we crushed it so that makes even more sense what's your sushi of choice i mean i love a traditional spicy tuna i don't like crunchy at all i you know i try to stay away from that i feel like it fills you up it's unnecessary you know the normal the salmon the tuna the avocados um i like eel a lot i know some people don't like the consistency of it when we went to psl you were pretty like you had just started kind of expanding your sushi game, right? Like you, you before that, you had, had not even had sashimi. It's not that I hadn't had sashimi. It was that my order was very basic. I was going with either just like a maki roll or I was going with like a special roll, get a couple of those off the menu. But then I started to delve into the world of sashimi orders and that changed the game for me completely. Now, have you done an omakase yet? I have not done an omakase. I, I feel like... They're very they're very expensive, and when I eat sushi, I'm not a bougie sushi eater at all. I want to get my fix right. Like I want, I want the most bang for my buck. Who doesn't want the most bang for their buck, right? I feel like you're not getting that with omakase. It's nice though because you go with your lady. You know, you go with the mother of your daughter. You sit down, and then they give you they they give you a roll, and then you try it, and then you discuss it, and then you go on to the next one. It's not a roll though. You just get like a piece of fish. No, you get like, sometimes they give you a roll. I don't know, man. Look, I, I enjoy an omakase. Yes, it is expensive. It's not something you're doing weekly. Yeah. I, John, I went to an omakase a month ago. That was so expensive. I would have had to pay $200 if I canceled. Did you walk away from that meal feeling satisfied in terms of like, I had enough to eat? I did. I did. And I'm not going to lie. When I was sitting there, I said to Allah, my fiance, before, we, like midway through the meal, I was like, I feel like we're going to have to stop for pizza on the way home. But then by the end of the meal, I was pretty satisfied. And then you've spent so much money. You don't want to like, you don't want to drain the food down with any like other stuff. But yeah, omakase is a good time. I would look into like a starter omakase. I could send you some that aren't going to break the bank too bad. Starter omakase. Is this like great? Is this like grapes? (laughs) (laughs) I could give you a good starter omakase that like won't break the bank. You'll enjoy it. And it'll be a good time. Speaking of starters. Why don't we talk about the Mets starter minor league team, the St. Lucie Mets? I say starter because they're the single A team. I mean, I know there's three other teams technically before them, but they're the first of the A's. Great A transition, Vito. Great A transition. So the St. Lucie Mets won 13-11 versus the Dunedin Blue Jays. And this is a really funny note, John. There's a new Amazing Conversations out today with Kevin Kirst, Mets equipment manager, Mets official clubhouse manager. And he brought up the Dunedin Blue Jays. I don't remember in what context, but it was about like 20 years ago, something with the Dunedin Blue Jays. And I was like, man, John and I have been talking about these guys for three years, it feels like. That's funny. Well, I got to take a listen. Everyone else take a listen and hear what Kevin Kearse had to say about Dunedin. I'm sure he knows where it is. I'm sure he knows where it is. And you know, all of the listeners of Future of Flushing knows where it is now because of us. And Jet Williams knows where it is because he picked up three steals and that's the second time he's done that since just the start of June. Now, knowing where Dunedin is and picking up three steals, 
I don't think there's much that one has to do with the other. So I wouldn't say if you know where Dunedin is, you could go steal three bases. But Jet Williams did. Jet Williams did, and Jet Williams continues to just create runs in the rawest of ways. Uh, last night scored three runs, has a 416 on base percentage right now. His three steals give him 22 on the season, and Jet has not been striking out at all. He's only struck out seven times in his last 16 games overall. So on the season, he's walked 51 times. He struck out 53 times. Um, this was one thing that we talked about early in the year with Jet, his ability to put the ball in play, not swing and miss, especially on pitches in the strike zone, something he just does not do, differentiates him, makes him such a special player, and is one of the many reasons why Mets fans should be so excited about Jet Williams moving forward. Now, here's another guy we're going to bring up for the first time, and it's Jose Hernandez, who homered on Monday for the St. Lucie Mets. Jose Hernandez is a 21-year-old. He catches, plays first base, plays left field as well. Similar to Julio Zayas, who's right now with DSL Orange, guy that can play behind the dish and play elsewhere. That flexibility is so special. Think of Dalton Varsho right now for the Toronto Blue Jays, who does that. Um, that's a very, very valuable tool that a player possesses when he gives the team the flexibility defensively like that. And Hernandez has been absolutely raking since he was promoted to the St. Lucie Mets, started the year with the FCL Mets. So another St. Lucie Met to keep an eye on. Hernandez has a 546 slugging percentage in his last seven games alone. And we're going to wrap up with the FCL Mets, who won 5-4 versus the FCL Cardinals. Nick Morabito picked up two more hits. He's now 5-for-9 with three runs batted in for his last two games. And Jesus Baez, 2-for-4 with a double. He's now 9-for-26 with five extra base hits in his last seven games. And one last note from that FCL Mets win. Wilson Esterlin, we mentioned him last week. He had another great outing on Monday. Last week, he struck out eight of the 17 batters he faced. On Monday, did the same exact thing, struck out eight of the 17 batters he faced. He's only 18 years old. He's in America for the first time, was in DSL last year. Wilson Esterlin, another very fine outing. And here are some ranks for Esterlin among qualified FCL arms so far. A 12.8 strikeouts per nine. That ranks first. His whip is exactly one. That ranks second. Opponents hitting just 169 against him. That ranks second. His ERA, 284. That's the sixth best ERA in the FCL. So an exciting young arm who, this is why we do this podcast, Vito. We want to put these guys on the map before they're on the map. And Wilson Esterlin looks like one of those guys who is on the map. Now, Vito, before we go, you got any big plans for today? I think after the wedding weekend, I'm just going to chill out and maybe sit on my balcony. The weather's not supposed to be that nice here in New York, so I'm going to take it pretty easy. What about you, John? See, I don't believe the weather situation. You don't believe the weather? No, I mean, yesterday was supposed to rain all day as well, and it didn't. So I don't know. I just like I can't really believe it. And if you look, I've been looking at the hourly because I I'm trying to figure out what my day is going to look like here. It's like 30%, 30%, 40%. That's very that's very midway. It's very non-committal of the weather predictors. That's not really giving me much. Yeah, 30% is not enough to sway me. But the problem is when it's 30% all day, I mean... Eventually, it's going to hit, right? This isn't going to sound like the best math, but like 30 plus 30 plus 20 plus 30 seems like it adds up to 100. I don't think it's how it works necessarily. I, I do think probability-wise, you're right. Eventually, the chances are it will hit. And the worst part about it is you don't actually know when it's going to hit. So you don't want to commit by going to Prospect Park, let's say, because you don't want to get caught in the rain. So it's tricky, but 
I don't know, two city boys like us, we can't be grilling. That's 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 the only downside of being a city boy. I'm probably gonna grill because I have a good grill situation where it's like under an under something so like i can get a good grill in even if the weather's not the best i can't do it in like pouring rain and thunder but like a little rain right i can grill out there what are you grilling i think i was gonna make uh some wings i thought i was gonna like look up like a good wing marinade and get some like good nice good charred wings what about you probably burgers uh, my father-in-law got a blackstone recently i've been hearing a lot about this blackstone i know i know and i i implore everyone to get the blackstone the blackstone is an absolute game changer so I was making fajitas, quesadillas. I made breakfast on this bad boy. You can make burgers for like 10 people on this thing at once. The surface area is the key. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd probably go traditional if I were to grill, but I'm not grilling. All right, John. Well, I wish we were grilling together because that would be a fun little July 4th day. But thank you all for listening and see you all in the future. And now some special patriotic stock music for you. Enjoy the 4th of July, everybody.